Now tuning in to Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. afraid though that if we do mention the titular bones or no bones it might not be relevant by monday yeah it's definitely that's a goner right already not the dog no just like the idea <laughs> just like the, <laughs> the no meme God, just no. the meme <laughs> i didn't mean it like that not the yeah just the meme yeah just the meme well, i will say on this wednesday when we are speaking when i opened my tiktok app today and i went into the search bar it was automatically pre-filled for me tiktok did this it said is it a bones day and i <laughs> Think personally, if they are not compensating that dog yeah. for that, that's criminal. If this dog doesn't live the most lavish life by the end of this. For the rest of its life. Like, it's a disservice. I agree. I think that, listen, I understand now that a lot of folks are, like, having a basic understanding of health sure. via a dog. Yeah. Which, great. Sure. Welcome to the space. I'm glad that... You are having this education, even though it's, you know, disability activists have been trying to tell you this for literally decades, but that's fine. You know, sometimes it takes a dog. Um, But the fact that I saw Disney post about this today of like, here's some of our favorite Bones characters. I was like, can you shut the fuck up? Get away from him. (laughs) Leave him alone. Stop. Stop. This dog is an oracle. Yeah. This dog is continuing a, a, a treasured. an incredibly important prophecy that oracles have done for thousands of years and you disney yeah you the mouse you the mouse taking this thing that used to be women getting very drugged and connecting to their spirit guides to prophesize the truth yeah connecting to it and being like but here's some of our favorite characters (laughs) with bones in them watch halloween town fuck you no how disney this dog is a prophet right stop (laughs) Don't trivialize he's that. He's a tiny wizard <laughs> and he knows everything. He's, he's trying to speak the truth and I don't like that you are trying to sell your products. Fuck off. Yeah. Now I get why Puxitani Phil does like a once a year situation. Like that's Exactly. Like the ideal form of being like a oh, prophetic animal, just to say the least. I'm just being like, yeah, just fuck. You have one day in the spotlight. Fuck yeah. And then you can just be an animal. God, the amount that TikTok would just have a heyday over Puck's tiny film. If he, oh my God. If that was his job every day. Do you know how tired that fucking creepy creature would be every day? Yeah, exhausted. Oh my God. It's like, oh, I saw my shadow. I don't remember what that means, but like, whoop, there's your right. weather for today. <laughs> like teens sending him death threats <laughs> for making it a no shadow day. You're canceled. <laughs> my PSCT is today. You can't see yourself. Stop. Breaking news. Pugsatani Phil is canceled. <laughs> you heard it here first. That's valid. Just leave it. Just yeah. stay in the hole. Like, it's fine. We don't stay need... Stay in the hole. Just stay. You know? Let wow. us be your prophets. Ooh, yes. Welcome into the twilight. We will predict whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. Let us do it. Sure. Anyways, hello. Welcome Yo. to the space. We're here. We are here. Sort of. You know? We're in your ears. How are you? I'm doing pretty great. 
I've been bewitched by a show recently. <laughs> I have never seen it, but it was a, you know, semi-popular teen show Okay, uh, in the early to mid-2000s. It is the hit ABC Family Show Greek. <laughs> <gasps> oh my god. Okay. Yes. So you are aware, you are familiar. Oh, yes, I am. A thing that I've noticed since uh, we've started watching it is that a lot of people I talk to about it don't remember it, slash have never watched it, or just like faded (sighs) into the background compared to like a Gossip Girl or an OC or any of those kind of things around that particular area. But if you are unfamiliar, like I was previously, less than a week ago, (laughs) (laughs) Greek is a hit television program about the Greek life. Um, yes. And following like sorority and fraternity cultures and stuff. And I am genuinely so surprised at how well it holds up. Damn. Seriously? It's like very shocking because it's like truly at its core just like a commentary on like a very specific kind of masculinity and also like femininity, but like in terms of frat stuff, right. and frat culture. It is like very multifaceted in that, which is very cool. And in a way that I'm just like, oh, you had like a gay black kid character in 2007 like being stealth basically until he's not and then like that being a, a very like well flushed out complicated storyline and it's like Holy okay shit. abc family okay <sighs> okay so that first of all is freaking me out um because yeah, i freaking fl- your bean. It, it's freaking my bean because i absolutely would not have expected that show to hold up right given the fact that that came out in a very similar time as the secret life of an American teenager and that show (laughs) absolutely does not hold up. Mm -mm, No. My experience with Greek, and I'm gonna take you all back when I say this. Go on a journey. (laughs) Um hold on to your butts right now. My first experience with Greek was not watching it on ABC Family. My first experience with Greek (laughs) was back when I had an iPod. Not an iPod Touch, an iPod, like iPod with the screen. Right. Now, if you remember iTunes at that time, you were able to access a free single every day. Oh, yes. Now, there was also a time when there was a promotion going on where you could also access a free TV episode. I don't know, remember... the way I milked the fuck out of that. To me, in my head, I remember it being every day, but it might have been every week. I feel like it was every day. Though. I think it's every week, yeah. Something like that. My experience with Greek was downloading the pilot of Greek onto my iPod, so yes. onto iTunes, and watching it there and being like, damn, the show fucks. Okay. Yeah. And right. promptly forgetting about it until you mentioned it right now. Well, welcome. I'm here. I'm happy to like unearth, unleash that memory. The amount you. of, and I haven't used my actual, like, I haven't looked at my iTunes library in forever because it's been, it's been lost on so many different um, accounts. But yeah. there was a time in my life near the end of middle school going into high school where I had so much miscellaneous bullshit because I was like, yes, I will take all of these free singles and all of these free episodes. Thank you very much. I will yes. take all of them. But I'm glad to hear that it holds up. That's exciting because I'm always looking yeah. at like Genuinely new shit. Genuinely would be worth revisiting if you have an inkling too because it is always. It's very good and very funny. Hell yeah. I love that. I love I love it. Yeah, having a great time with it. Hell yeah. How are you doing, my friend? Oh, I'm living. My, this is not a happy thing, but I will say that I am still reeling after watching Dune this past weekend. Sure, yeah. 
How was the worm? How big was it? It's and was it fucking big? Hoped for? <laughs> okay, um, I will say that I was I was duped going into sure. that. I fully thought I was like, hell yeah, I'm gonna see Zendaya. I'm gonna see my husband Oscar Isaac. It's gonna be great, yeah. and it's not that. So don't get your hopes up. Damn, it's all unfortunately sick boy Timothy Chalamet. Little, little chambermaid Timmy, it's, Timmy boy. He's so, he's just so sickly the whole time and he's so angry. Here's the unfortunate thing and I did not know this. Dune, weirdly enough, has quite a bit in common with the Vampire Academy series. Okay. And I was shocked to find that out sure. while watching this of like, hmm, some of this stuff happens in Vampire Academy. Hmm. Right. That's weird. <laughs> was Rochelle mean? Like, did she read this growing up and be like, like super into Dune? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like, I have the perfect idea for my vampire fiction novel series. It was just very weird. There's like a thing in Dune that's very similar to like the compulsion. And it okay. like actually fucked me up where I was like, hey, wait a second. Lissa yeah, does that. <laughs> yeah. And now there's just a sickly little boy that's doing this. <sighs> I, yeah, so weird. Wow. Um, yeah. So if anyone could explain the red string between those, I would love to know why and how. Mm-hmm. Um, but my happy thing for this week is I braved and conquered a fear that I've had for about a year, Ooh, which is that I um, opened Animal Crossing. Oh, you're so brave. Um, <laughs> I was afraid to. Yeah. But I will say it's kind of a half growth because I did nuke my island and start over. <gasps> you nuke Isle Esme? <laughs> I couldn't. What? I couldn't fucking face it. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I couldn't. I am. Um, I am. I'm so wanting to just say your full name on this podcast <laughs> like a stern parent, Allie. What? Uh, yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. <laughs> I knew when I was going to go back into it that I wanted to have, like, a fresh start. And I was like, sure. damn, if I do that on my existing island, it's going to take fucking forever. Yeah. And so <laughs> I just, I nuked this past weekend and I started over. And it's, wow. it's starting over when you actually know what you're doing is so much faster. Yeah, And sure. so that's helpful. But also, low-key, like, playing it again, which is nice. That's amazing. Getting that love back. Yeah. And so now, when the update actually comes out, I'll already be in the groove, and I don't have to fucking, <laughs> like, rip the Band-Aid off then, which is nice. Right. So, because yeah. I yeah. saw that update, and I was like, damn, I do want to play again, but also I have to face the fear yeah. of, like, opening it, which I don't really <laughs> want to do. <laughs> Um, I do have to look these villagers in the eye. <laughs> and I I decided, what if I just don't? And I fucking just right. <laughs> start over. What if I just died and they all died too? Right. And so that's what I decided to do. <laughs> yeah. I'm very proud of you yeah. and happy for your new little island life. Thank you. We do have a couple of uh, seasonally appropriate vampire content going on. Ooh. Yeah. Would you like to start us off? We have breaking vampire news from, I was going to introduce him as friend of the pod. He is not. We do not know him. That's not true. Him. I think that just because we don't know him personally does not mean that he is not a friend of the pod. This is true. There, and it's probably degrees of separation, I'm sure, somehow, <laughs> somewhere, you know? Um, it's the main man, Brian David Gilbert. BDG, his whole <laughs> fucking energy gives off friend of the pod. Like, 
He does, yeah. You couldn't he tell really me does. that Brian could not come on this show and immediately fit in. Absolutely. Yeah, you just take it over, BGG, if you want it. <laughs> just, <laughs> just take it. Um, but our, our main man has released a cover album of ABBA songs. I didn't In the know. style of monsters, Halloween monsters. <sighs> and it's the best thing I've ever seen. I didn't even know to think about asking for something like this from him. Right. <laughs> it's not even something my mind could have conjured up as a fantasy. No. You know? <laughs> no, I didn't think like, oh, damn, an EP from Brian of ABBA songs in the form yeah. of like fucking Halloween villains would be great. No, I didn't have the imagination, the creativity for that. My own mind couldn't even think that far. No. <laughs> like, you know, which and is why I'm real. not him. He? Yeah, exactly. But it's amazing. And the one of them is lay all your love on me, aka lay all your blood on me in the style of, of Dracula. And it's iconic it's great the plastic fangs really do it so good yeah there's so many like moon overlays yeah. <laughs> it's very good i love it it's even Big though cape energy some of you fun. might be saying okay so it's brian great it's vampires great but abba first of all i'm gonna need to stop you there because yeah abba is and will always be relevant to this show this is true. It, it really that's is. just that's just the that's truth just a core foundation of this program. And if you're not with it, get out. <laughs> if there was a way that I could convince you all that Mama Mia was part of the Amanda Seyfried like universe and bring it right. into the show, I would absolutely make us cover it on the show. Um, but instead, yeah. I will just need no to, question. Um, watch it repeatedly on my own time. Yeah. So this is amazing. Yeah. Thank you, BDG, for your service. I didn't know to ask for it, but I'm immensely grateful nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> similarly, but uh, I again, another list that I didn't know to ask for, but I am immensely grateful for, um, is this Vulture piece that you shared on our Twitter account. Hell yeah. Of Vampires Ranked by Hotness by Carrie yeah. Whitmer. Thank you, Carrie. This is part of, it seems as if Vulture is doing an entire vampire-themed week. Vampire Veek, which, you say? Vampire yeah. Veek. Sorry, it's Vampire Veek. <laughs> which I love. I stan. What are your thoughts about this list, though? Because I have some qualms with it. I would love to hear your qualms. I, first of all, most glaring to me yes. specifically is how low our man Lee Pace is. I hate it. In this list. It's fucked up. The fact that he's not even top 10 and that would be generous. Right. 22 is fucked up. It's objectively wrong. It's wrong. First of all, don't put Lee Pace in a corner. That yeah, don't. nobody puts Lee Pace in a corner. He's so big. <laughs> He's he so big he fit. can't fit. So don't no. don't try. Now, this is coming from someone who has not seen the Vampire Diaries. So don't yeah. don't come for me. Don't but, at us. But yeah. also, why are the Vampire Diaries folks so high on this list? It is like back-to-back -back Vampire Diaries and True Blood just 
coming up from the top, which I get to some extent, right? Because those shows fundamentally are about hot young people who are vampires. Sure. So I get it. Like, I understand that's part of the appeal. But I mean, the lack of like the very minimal Buffy representation here. Oh my God. Is concerning. Like, and there's just every other one is some sort of Vampire Diaries motherfucker. Right. It's like, hmm, there are some sort of older picks, which I appreciate, like Bowie and the Hunger, great vampire pick, very fun. That movie's just yeah. about being horny and being a vampire and bisexual. It's great. Right, of course. <laughs> but like, outside of those little examples, it's just like, bam, here's every hot person from the Vampire Diaries. It's like, okay, wow. There's, so there's a lot. First of all, I, again, I have not seen the Vampire Diaries, but I know who Nina uh-huh. Dobrev is. I know that they are hot. But also, number one? Yeah. Number one? Number one is... Is a choice. It's a choice. I'll say that. What makes me happy on this list? I'll say that first. Laszlo? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great choice. Very good. I'm glad that Laszlo... (laughs) Made the cut. Made the cut in the top ten. And it's number ten. Love that. Which is great. And he's... They're not wrong. They're not wrong. A hundred percent no. Also, your boy got a shout out in here. I um. I did I was I was gonna get to that I I wanted to start with some human people first um, sure not felt uh. <laughs> felt stop when you say it like that it's weird um, <laughs> it's correct is what it is here's what I'll say unexpected for this list but I appreciate it is having Colin Farrell from Fright Night yeah that is fun <laughs> because I feel like. <laughs> Fright Night is often left off of these lists for yeah, good reason. Totally. It's not a good movie. Sure. But Colin Farrell as a vampire, I love it. Yes. Everything I ever could have wanted. Yeah. And also, Colin Farrell, aside from his most recent couple of movie choices, is hot. So. Yeah. <laughs> now, what I'm interested in and. Carrie, you are more than willing to come on and defend your choices. I would like to talk about why Colin Farrell and my boy, Count Von Count, are right next to each other. And they're pretty low. Yeah, they're they're at the bottom of the list a little bit. Because what that tells me is that they're both, they are on this list. Right. But... And they are higher than Brad Pitt as a vampire. It's so disrespectful. But I disagree with them being higher than Marceline as a vampire. Yeah, Marceline being that low too feels homophobic. I 100% agree. You know, (laughs) but I do like the idea that because uh, Count Von Count and... Colin Farrell are so similarly linked that they're just the it like the assumption there is that they're in each other's league, you know, yes. they're like they're in the same level of like attractiveness. And it's like one is a man, one is a human man, and one is a puppet. So <laughs> yeah, that in the vampire hotness scale, they're both like a six, which is right ridiculous. <laughs> That's, it's like, what, what is the gauge on this? How was this? I want to see the methodology to this list. Yeah. That like Kiefer Sutherland as a vampire, seven. Colin Farrell as a vampire, six. What? Excuse? Hello? (laughs) What does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. There's, this is a very interesting selection. Some of the numbers here, I think, are incorrect, factually. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um... 
especially given how heavy it is on Vampire Diaries and True Blood. I think it makes sense, right? Because those are very recent. But yeah, for sure. Um, and you know, we haven't covered those on the show. <laughs> but yeah. um, if y'all want us to, I mean, we can be bought. Um, but to only have the only person from what we do in the shadows is Laszlo. Hmm? Yeah. Hmm? Everyone that shows hot, objectively. Right, exactly. So interesting selection. I would be I would like to redo this if I could. <laughs> So we're gonna make our own list. <laughs> we need our own list on here. Uh, could you take us to the case two corner? Absolutely, I can. We got a little bit of tea this week. We are counting very quickly down to Spencer. As if you're listening to this now, it'll be this week. Holy! It will be out shit. in most or some theaters at least, uh, which is very exciting. It's coming to a house near you. Weirdly. It's going, yeah, it's going, it's, it's, Princess Diana is coming into your home in this case too, and she's going to give you a little kiss if you want it. Oh my anyway, God. Yeah, if you'd like. Um, but since we're on the little road to the Spencer thing, she's just, she'd be talking, you know, she's talking and <laughs> she's just saying some stuff. Uh, one of which, which got people in kind of a tiff, um, is that she thinks she's made, quote, maybe five really good films in her career so far. Yeah. That sounds like something she'd say. Not an incorrect conceit, right? Especially since, you know, she's taking a look at her career a bit more retrospectively and right. a wider thing. And is now able to do things now that she hasn't been able to do right. in a bubble that she wasn't for a very long time. So I totally get it. But <laughs> people are definitely like being, oh, yes. You mean all five All Twilight the Twilight movies? films, right. Of That's course. those are the films. <laughs> like if she said anything, uh, she should she could have named any number other than five, and she probably would have been fine to some extent. Five. But the fact that she explicitly number. said five, that will just lead to the quote tweet <laughs> nation <laughs> of Twilight Army on Twitter, um, which you know what. Do your thing. I like to imagine that she chose it just because that's the amount of fingers she has on one hand. But yeah, she's just like actually counting in her head and on her <laughs> on her hand and being like, yeah, five seems right, yeah. right. But now all of all of the stands are like, no, it's because of Twilight. Actually, that's that's why. <sighs> you know, face your bliss. Right. Yeah. No, it's definitely not because she has made unbelievable films pre and post Twilight. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> But the only ones are. <laughs> right. It is interesting, though, to see this, like, kind of trajectory for Case 2, right? Because, like, at at some point, I think there was a thing, right, where it was like, oh, Case 2 is more than just who she is in Twilight. Like, she's actually a better actress if you give her a good script and good direction or something, whatever. Like, that kind of rhetoric. And it was, like, kind of talking about all these other films before and after. Right. And now it seems like we've come kind of full circle back around again to being Twilight is high art and and very much like the best <laughs> films ever made. And and Case 2 was the best actress in those films. And now it just feels like we're in a loop that we can never get out of. Nope. <laughs> like, it just seems like it's it's a very fun, refreshing thing, but also very concerning to be like, oh, yes, even as a bit, just being like, nope, all the, the best ones. Right. And Twilight, in the Twilight is cinema. <laughs> words of... <laughs> I can't even say this without taking myself seriously. And in the in the words of Lin Manuel Miranda himself, we are in the eye oh. of the hurricane of this. And that's stop. What, no, you stop. How dare you bring <laughs> his name into the sacred space? 
Um, and that's okay because that means that we will consistently be here. We'll just be here. That's true. We're here. Um, as the discourse continues to f- flip and flop, uh, yeah. we- we'll just be here. <laughs> yeah, we'll just be here on every side of the coin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it will um, never stop. Yep. That's that's the show, baby. We The last piece of news that we have here is less news and more, oh, good, we have more opportunities to make fun of Robert. Um, right. It's, it's <laughs> Robert Roast Corner, baby. Um, <laughs> slash, we've got some fashion corner. Could you tell us, unfortunately, <laughs> today and what has Robert gotten himself into? Um, what What is he doing? What... I- what is he doing? But you both of you to assume I have the answer to that particular question. That's fair. Um, but Robert Pattinson and Lily Collins were co-hosts of a Go campaign gala Ooh. this weekend. One of these people stunted out in their choice of outfit. <laughs> One of them rolled out of bed, put on a suit, maybe just hanging on their door. Maybe took their assistant suit. Who's to say? Maybe took someone else's suit, someone who had a suit, and just walked on out there. Um, It's what happened. What's going on here? Robert Pattinson can get any stylist he wants. Yes. He can just be styled. And not in a way that, like, he has to be super dressy all the time, but, like, in a way that gets his fucking vibe. And not just put him in like make him seem like he's going to a funeral everywhere he goes 100 percent. he's always on red carpets he's always being invited to things all the time what i need a sean evans explain that graham with this photo i need it i need it because he looks like it's not even i won't even give him the dignity of saying that he looks like someone going to their first like prom or their (laughs) first like winter formal Yeah. Because that would imply a little bit more, like, gussied. What it tells me is he looks like, (laughs) he looks like someone, like, knocked down his door and was like, we're fucking late for church. Put your suit on. We got to go. And he was like, "Mm, fine. Uh, (laughs) I guess I'll I'll go to this thing. (laughs) Yeah. He got, like, dressed in the dark, didn't have time to shower or, like, go to the bathroom and, like, brush his teeth. It was just bedhead, we're going yeah (sighs) i mean at least his like white shirt doesn't look like it looks like it's been ironed or pressed right but again (laughs) so there's that so there's something going for him but just the fact that his second button on his coat isn't buttoned is killing me it's fucked up it's so fucked up it's so distracting and then there's lily who looks like she's ready to host a gala yeah and then there's Rob. <laughs> Rob is there. He did show up. And for that, you know, good for him. <laughs> oh, Rob. I wish oh, Rob. I wish you gave any effort at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Ever. Um, but God bless you. You don't have to, I guess. We have an email that was sent in to us by Kelly Beck. Hell yeah. Hello, Thanks, Kelly Ma. Beck. Um, and it goes a little like this. Dear Allie and Cody, I did want to share a funny Twilight story. Recently, my five-year-old has been upping his manipulation game to attempt staying up late. We stopped watching television on weeknights because media use got out of control during the pandemic. So now when I'm trying to put him to bed, he keeps suggesting shows so we can stay up and watch. Mom, let's watch baseball. Mom, let's watch Toy Story. Well, last week, 
he got really quiet and said in a sing-song voice, sorry, Kelly, is your child haunted? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that sounds... Is your child a haunted doll? (laughs) Is your child a goat? Sorry, okay. Uh, So last week, (laughs) he got really quiet and said in a sing-song voice, you know, Mom, we could watch a vampire show. Also, he has some speech issues, so he says pampire instead of vampire. That's so good. Oh, my God. I laughed so hard. He collapsed in giggles, and now he says it every night since he got (laughs) such a reaction the first time. I haven't cracked yet, but we will probably watch Twilight on an upcoming Friday night. Get big. Kelly back. Love that. A vampire show. Oh, my God. so good. That's so good. Literally the cutest thing. Um, we, uh, yeah, that's the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it is. It's very cute. Um, we have an update here from Michaela, Ooh. who last week asked us about who our best friends would be in Vampire Academy, um, and they provided their answer of who their best friend would be. Would you like to share what they said? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Update, since you got mad at me for not saying my own answer to my question, thank you for taking us seriously. (laughs) The raven being your high school bestie, but the way I would have loved having a raven as a best friend. I mean... I mean... It's the best answer. Like, it's it's very very strong protagonist energy. Right, it's big main character energy. Yep. Just... Vibing with a raven, going to school with a raven. If there was someone at my high school who was friends with a raven, like, I saw them walking into school and they were like, bye, and the raven just, like, flew off, I would absolutely not fuck with that person. Are you kidding? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's a very strong energy, you know, especially if you're, like, coming into the school for the first time, you're like, yeah, I'm the person with a raven on my shoulder, just, like, chilling. Can you imagine if your name was Raven and they'd be like, oh, that's a funny joke. And then you leave school for the first time and your Raven's just like there waiting to pick you up. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, my ride's here. Um. (laughs) (laughs) They're just like waiting on your bike to like in a little basket waiting to go home. Oh, stop. They could fly, but they don't want to. No. Who's got the time for that? (laughs) You're yeah. just like Raven Squared. That's cute, actually. That is cute. That's maybe yeah. the first That's time I've thought. New buddy comedy coming to ABC this fall. It's like the first time I've thought about birds without having like a shit my pants reactions. That's kind of cute. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, it's very cute. Someone draw that. Yeah. That's pure. Um, we have a couple chapters this week. <laughs> and when we had left off, we were getting a little like CSI Miami going on yeah a little bit of a true crime situation little little road trip interrupted by oops a murder yeah. <laughs> uh, not done obviously by dimitri and rose though that would be yeah. a twist for sure yeah. um yeah. but stumbling upon a murder all because yeah. you know they weren't nice and they didn't ice the sidewalks um and i think when we had last left off rose was like deuces i'm gonna go sleep so yeah. where are we picking up now with chapter three? We're we're picking up with Rose having a little bit of still uh, bad vibes, bad mm. energy about all the things. Like she's still trying to process everything and trying to be like, I gotta like I'm so curious about what happened. Like are they okay? Like what's the sitch? 
what's going on. And also, everyone around her seems to be buzzing. And she's like, well, that's weird. Why is oh, God, they're full freshmen? of bees. They're all full of bees. <laughs> she slept for all six smiling. hours, and now everyone's full of bees. Right. Shit happens like that in Vampire Academy. You know what Fucking I mean? Fucking nightmare. Like is. Um, and then we get our boy Mason. He's back. Oh, He's up. great. He's ready. Um, and they have their fun little banter which is cute um and it's like hey the reason why we're all happy is that we're all going to fucking ski instead of going home to our families for the holiday break so this is genius rochelle yeah i love this i love this little switcheroo yeah um i will say that it does and i hope rochelle given the time that you wrote this book being that it's 2007. I do hope right. that you were influenced by High School Musical. Ooh, yes. Because Ski Lodge after Christmas yeah. potentially going Iconic into vibes. New Year's Eve. Mm. If there's going to be Romance. a little karaoke. <laughs> a little start of something. Uh, sounds new, like a little perhaps? copyright infringement, but I don't hate yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> You might see the law, but I do appreciate <laughs> reading it. So, uh, but yeah, you know, I don't hate this Your secret safe with me, Rochelle. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do definitely want to see these vampires both ski, hilarious, yeah. and second of all, do karaoke because that's fucking hilarious to me. Yeah, it's very funny. And I love, too, that, like, there's just... Um, he, Mason frames it as way like you know how everyone's just like afraid to have their kids home for the holidays like everyone <laughs> right yeah of course it's like you know normal human Christmas experience and holiday experience and then they're like well there's this very sick ski lodge in Idaho that literally is just used for royals and like very fancy maroi but for us we get to just crash and ski and ha- live it up what this makes me think of when Mason said this is that in this universe, there's got to be other types of different Maroi-specific locations. Like, it made me think, like, is oh, there sure. a yeah. Great Wolf Lodge, but just for Maroi? Mm. Is mm. there a Six Flags? A Maroi Six Flags? Exactly! Yes. Look at us. <laughs> Look at like, us. Are there just secret amusement parks just tucked into these forests? I want to go to Vampire Disney World. That's what I'm saying. Sue me. Like, okay. are there Maroi who are like, Daddy, I want to see yeah. Goofy. But also, <laughs> I can't be around humans because I will kill all of them. And so they're like, God damn yeah. it. Okay, Violet, I'll just build you one. Fine. Yeah. You, <laughs> you will get your own theme park. <laughs> my beautiful daughter. My beautiful, dangerous vampire daughter. <sighs> Because if that's the case, then I want to go to Maroi Water Park because you know they do that oh shit at God. night. And I do want to yeah. go on a lazy river with a whole bunch of vampires. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that kind of sounds like the best day. That sounds like the best day ever. <laughs> In my life. It would be my last day on Earth, but that's fine. Yeah, but you know what? Worth it. What a way to go, you know? Yeah. So it seems like uh, Mason then- is like super excited about this. Uh, Mason is literally just shaking <laughs> with excitement and almost like so much so that Rose is kind of feeling it off of him and being like, yeah, maybe this will be super fun. I know I just witnessed many dead people. But also massages. But massages and like hot boys. Lobster and dinners. Hot cocoa. Cute skiers. You know, like. Yeah. It's the vibe. So, you know. Yeah. Who cares uh, if people are dead? 
Who cares? Until, you know, trauma creeps back up on her. And she's like, oh, shit. The trauma always be creeping up. You know what? Bros. You're so like, right. I get it. You so- <laughs> <laughs> it's consistent, you know? We love a consistent woman, for sure. But also, can a bitch get a break? <sighs> yeah. And goddamn Mason, though, because he's like, Rose, we can't stop living because other people are dead. And she's like, try me. <laughs> like... Right. Actually, I, I'm so close to the edge, my man. <laughs> Absolutely. And also Mason, too, is just like, wow, I wish we were out in the field. Like, we basically know everything we need to know. And Rose is like, no. <laughs> nope. Actually, I can barely even hold a stake still at this point. Um, a literal we, one or a silver one. So, oh, I, yeah, I, I can't hold my meat down very well. <laughs> my red meat can't do it. I'm not prepared for the Outback or Outback Steakhouse. So don't. No. I <laughs> am not ready for anything. Don't even try it. Mason. Mason. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when we get this uh, little training montage, back to sexy training. Yeah. Um, uh, um, <laughs> but, you know. Can I ask, I would love to ask Dimitri where he got these, quote, lifelike dummies. Yeah. Because he's got a lot they're of them. like. There's, yeah, it looks like he has, like, a whole basement full of them. It's not like they're little, like, re- like regular dummies. They're, like, big, like, they seem very rubbery and have hair and clothes, and they all feel, like, as realistic as you can get with that. And it's like, sir, how... Dimitri, where, I've been re-watching Criminal Minds, and, um... Who's your supplier? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, I, I have a couple of questions, Dimitri. Would you mind sitting down? Um, because this is the creepiest thing I've ever scene yeah here. dimitri this is raising a couple of red flags just a few uh just a few um why do you have so many lifeless looking women dolls and what and do people you dolls? do with them and where do you put them dimitri yeah where do they live because this what? is the first time that we've seen them in the training room so where are they outside of this time yeah, maybe he just, as a prank, just, like, sets them up in, like, chairs and stuff <gasps> in school and then scares people. That'd I would love that, fun. actually. That'd be pretty fun. <laughs> That'd be pretty great. Um, but he basically, like, sets up this dummy that looks exactly like uh, one of the ones, the boy that she found at the house, at the CSI Super house. great. Not traumatic. Super great. And gives her a stake to hold in her hand. <laughs> She's very excited. And then we get a lot of, a lot of judgy anatomical <laughs> questions here um because homegirl cannot locate the heart dimitri as usual is a condescending being, little shit he's being a little shithead as per usual. <laughs> um and there's a point where rose was like yeah yeah like what are you gonna make me do like you're you're not even going to let me hold a stake. Like, you always make me, like, talk safety and responsibility before I can do anything. And he's like, yeah, bet. And then yeah. just goes and, like, sits down and makes her, like, actually, like, talk through all of these. Which, yeah, it's valid. Like, you got to look at it and understand it. You got to be the stake, you know? Be the you got to know the stake, you know? Before you can even hold it or use it effectively. Which, hey, Dimitri, I don't disagree. I no. think more than ever... We need to have very thorough, very careful weapons training. Yes, absolutely. I don't disagree with that. Where I, where I disagree is how you teach, which is far more condescending, and that does not absorb in brains. 
No. Especially if her, her brain is already riddled with things that in the last 24 hours that yeah. she's witnessed and can't stop thinking about. You know, it's cloudy up there. Okay. Um, especially because he's like, where are you going to put this? And she's like, obviously, Dimitri, like, you sticks the stake in her heart. Yeah, I, I know that much, Dimitri. Okay, I'm not a fool. <laughs> the best part, though, and I don't blame her for this, is he's like, okay, bet, where's the heart? Right. <laughs> it's like, uh, is it somewhere around here? And uh-huh. Rose, bless her brain. Bless her heart and her brain. And bless her heart and her brain is like, yeah, it's it's right here. You know, where everyone puts their hand when you say the Pledge of Allegiance. Now, here's my question. At St. Vlad's, do they say the Pledge of Allegiance? There's why no she, way, right? Why does she know what the Pledge of Allegiance is? Why? Do, I, it's a great question maybe those two years maybe those two she years got really into but it, into did they go to high school america does things i know they did not but i maybe i don't know we're the national anthem why does she know those right like cultural mm-hmm. osmosis i guess but like sure how does she know those right. <laughs> yeah maybe that's why Demetri was like no that's not where it is. <laughs> like, i don't know what you're doing i don't know what you're referencing right now i'm confused yeah because so, like a lot of i i don't mistake her for that a lot of oddly a lot of people still think that's where your heart is right yeah um because you know our <laughs> unfortunately our our uh media our does a very bad not good no the education uh, system yeah. does a very bad job of saying where our like metaphorical heart is and where our anatomical heart is right. um but dimitri's like no dumbass i'm <laughs> fucking sicko didn't you take your an like anatomy classes, or were you gone for those? And it's like Dimitri, sir, she was busy saving the yeah. world. You are very <laughs> aware of this. Don't be so yeah. fucking rude. I do love though that her second option was just the sternum, just like the middle of the chest. Yeah, where the like, bone no, has to be here. Where the bone be? Where the bone is? Where the bone be? <laughs> yeah, that that's if it's not in the Pledge of Allegiance spot, it should be there. Yeah, we're the hardest part, where it, where it hurts, right there. You know where I feel my heartbeat in the middle of my chest? Yeah, that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I, Dimitri, you are very intelligent. You're very strong. You're very gifted. You're so smart. Um, yes. But also, you need a little bit more work on how you communicate knowledge to other people. Especially when he's like, you come back here next time when you know where the heart is. And I'm going to walk off like Rachel Berry right now. So. Right. <laughs> Having a powerful exit. Exactly. Like, okay, sir. As if she, as if Rose needed anything else to be more frustrated about right now. And there's so much more to be frustrated mm. about. Comment to her. I agree. Uh, she walks to class with Mason. They do their all little flirty thing, even though Rose is definitely not interested in him. No. But they're having fun. No, yeah. she just needed someone to talk to because some for some reason, Lissa's, like, gone. I think it's just because yeah, she's in all, where uh, like, guardian classes right now or something. Yeah, she's booked and busy. She's getting educated. <laughs> and also, that was before... The training was before classes. Yeah, start, so I right? guess it's, she's like, the, the beginning of the day. Ones. So, and Mason's the only one that fucking hangs around, I guess. Yeah, he's just <laughs> waiting around for a long time. 
Yeah. And I walk into their class, and uh oh, who's there? It's Rose's mom. <sighs> Gasp. Yeah, there's like a whole bunch of people in town. Yeah. There's like a couple other guardians that are in this class, and one of them Uh-oh. is a woman. And Rose was like, oh, yeah, dope. I'm excited to like see another woman guardian. This is great. And then she takes another glance. She's like, fuck, it's my mom. Like, oh, no. <laughs> Shit. Come on. <laughs> um, which honestly, I don't blame her. What I do blame her yeah. for is her name Janine. Janine. <laughs> Janine? She is advertised and written as, like, the most badass woman. Like, if you thought Rose was badass, Janine fucking goes so much harder. Like, she's, like, five nothing, but it's, like, the strongest and coolest person anyone's ever seen. Yeah. And she's so sick. And her name is Janine. Yeah. That's a great point, Jan. She's like a disservice. hello? Right. This badass woman who is essentially, like, the woman version of Emmett in this world like and that's a huge thing given the fact that there are very few women guardians her name's Jan hello it's fucked up it's fucked up (laughs) you couldn't have changed your name even Jane even Jane Jan okay that's (laughs) that's I'm mad about it but that's fine yeah it's fucked up um anyway she's here and all those other like high level guardians are here um because of they're all going up for the holidays and stuff the big dogs also got to get their protection and she's in a big dog shirt (laughs) she's in a big (laughs) that's a requirement for guardians i don't think that uh rochelle adequately mentioned that but they do all have to wear big dog apparel yeah it's Um, very important for you to know visually (laughs) that they are wearing big dog that's how you differentiate the guardians from the maroi is that they are all wearing big dog apparel I also do realize that uh, we probably have a sizable amount of our audience that is too young to know what big dog shirts are. So what the fuck? Makes me feel... Yeah. Yeah. That was like... I. Okay. No, I'm legitimately mad now. Um, because, yeah. <laughs> one, that's incredibly important to culture. But second yeah. of all, when this came out, like 2005, 2007, that was like still when I knew people, like I knew dads who wore big dog apparel. Oh yeah, that it was, was like a still a thing. Moment, yeah. I just got legitimately angry. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we're eight thousand years old, and so um, are some of these guardians. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, unfortunately, she's not wearing big dog apparel. Uh, Rose spends a lot of time ripping Janine's outfit apart. Uh, yeah, it's pretty brutal. <laughs> it's aggressively mean. It's like there's a lot of things to be mad about right? in terms of your absent mother. Like, for sure, have those things. But she spent so much time <laughs> shitting on her outfit, how small she is. <laughs> yeah. Stuff and, that like, she, she really can't like. control. It's Yeah, it's just, like, very pointed in ways. It's like, you can focus your energy on more bigger things in terms of relationship with your own mother. But, like, go off. Yeah, she's like, how you fuck my it. mom and her beige t-shirt and this boring denim jacket. And, like, right. how famous she is. like, the most is. boring <laughs> denim jacket she's ever seen. Oh, this denim jacket she's wearing doesn't even have, like, puff paint decorations on it. Fuck my mom. She doesn't Fuck understand me. She's just no. five feet tall and nothing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, sure. It's like, all right, Rose. Cool. Cool, Rose. Cool way to react to your mom. How you coming. doing, Rose? <laughs> yeah. You hey, chill? Rose, you good? Just want to. Just want to check in, Rose. <laughs> Rosemary. Hathaway. Oh, God, Rosemary and Janine. 
God. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all are the worst. Uh, so all these uh, people are there in their class to like kind of tell them their their cool stories, I guess. Of yeah, it's in like the a field. fucking show and tell day for these guardians. Yeah, it's 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 pretty fun. They a lot of them aren't like super. They're fine. They're, they're just like, yeah, I killed some people. There's just like whatever. It's like okay, it's basically a lecture, but with cool new people. Um, but Janine's goes hard as fuck. <sighs> Janine, Janine, because she also like the way that she talks to is so she's like a robot, which she is very is. funny. And she's very monotonous and just like says things as fact rather than having any emotion behind them, which Rose notes and just like she's like, yeah, I did because like allegedly she did like the greatest quote unquote hat trick of killing like three uh, Strigoi in three different ways, which was badass. And then also like saving multiple uh, uh, people that were being trapped by them and like identifying these things and like working as a team and also just like kicking ass. But she says everything so matter of fact, they'd be like, yeah. And then I, you know, decapitated someone and then I pushed someone into the fire and then someone ran away and I just like chopped their head off uh, with an ax. Oh, and I put a stake in one of them and like, yeah, it was just like a Tuesday. And it's like, what, Janine? Janine, hello? What? Um, Sorry. (laughs) And like naturally- Appreciate your accomplishments a little bit more. Everyone in the class has like their jaws on the table. Like they're just losing their mind. They're dropped. Um, Yeah. But when I was reading the way that Janine speaks, because her cadence is different than anyone that we've seen so far, mm-hmm. what caught my eye was that her cadence is so matter of, matter of fact that I couldn't tell if Rochelle wants us to see that as connected to her absent personality, that like she's so detached from everything as a way right. of like separating herself from how brutal her job is or mm-hmm. and or um right. if it's like a neurodivergent thing because it was like very it was just mm. so detail like fact based but there was no emotion like no it was no. just retelling the story um right and i'm assuming it's the former but it also yeah. gave off a little just like this is what happened, then this, then right. this. And not realizing and <laughs> that you are here to present in front of folks and, like, tell tell your story. Put on story. a show. Right. Yeah. Right. So that was interesting to me. Yeah. It's funny, too, because, like, that's definitely, you know, something that is indicative of their conversation when the class is over. Oh, yeah. And... Because Rose is, like, sitting on the bench pouting, you know, in a corner. And then <laughs> Janine comes up and be like, hey, where'd your fucking manners go? Like, nice. Thank you for the introduction, whatever. And, like, the whole thing is just, like, hey, very mommy issues present here, obviously. Yeah. But, like, the detachment she has from her family and her work and, and that fuel each other in that way is very interesting in the way that she's just, like, yeah, of course, like, I didn't see you because I was on duty. I had a job to do. Right. I'm like, whatever. That's my job. It's like, I'm not going to apologize for it because I was, I had my thing. I was serving a higher purpose, which is the thing we all been doing. And it's just like, okay, so this just checks everything that you are about. Yeah. And your relationship with your children, your child. Your literal child. Yeah. The conversation between them in the classroom, I found very interesting because naturally, Mm. like, all of the peers around them start asking questions and they're all like 
wow, like, this is the coolest thing I've ever yeah. heard. They're eating it up. Yeah. Um, and, you know, fuck that. What I didn't, because there was a point when Rose had first walked in that she assumed Janine had seen her and then chose to ignore her. But yeah. when Rose had finally raised her hand, um, it was interesting that Janine, like, was like, oh, you're here. Like, she didn't even know. Oh, right. I had no clue. Yeah. No like, clue oh, that her kid was in here. And so I was like, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. I thought, and that's what surprised me, too, because it's like, if your job is to be a guardian and to, like, scope mm. out spaces – that you would be acutely aware of yeah. everyone in that room. Right. Like, your literal flesh and blood is in this room. What do you mean that you're like, oh, weird. You're here. Yeah. Oh, my kid is here. Cool. Weird. Got it. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, and so the conversation between them is fucking hilarious because I yeah. – Rose is – is uh, the way that she's asking these questions is, quote, the problem – but the yeah. questions that she's asking are valid. They're things that Dimitri has prepared fair. her for. Right. And especially someone that is going to do this, like, would have all those questions in their head going into it. It's like, oh, why wasn't the place secure? Or it seems like you kind of messed up from the jump. Yeah, it uh, seems like you seems kind like of little, fucked up. It seems like you kind of bungled it. Uh, and we're learning and we're students. And maybe we should think about how this could have not even happened yeah even though it was sick and badass right mom (laughs) and the teachers in the room obviously and we know dimitri's in their room um but he's like supposed to be in the back or whatever um and eventually like this starts to get janine's like hold is barely like holding on to her cool rose is absolutely not holding on to her cool um yeah and it gets to the point where the teacher's like all right uh you gotta go like rose you gotta get out of here because uh you're harshing our rhyme yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we're trying to learn here from this very beautiful, lovely, talented woman. Right. Get the fuck out. <laughs> um, and your, your heart, you can't, you can't be here. Um, and so I was fully expecting there to not be another conversation. But when Janine came yeah. back out during this, it was shocking. Um, yeah. The way that Janine doubled down and was like, you should not have left this school. You fucked up. And I cannot believe... You made the wrong choice. Yeah. And you're a fool. (laughs) And there was that part, too, where, like... And these are all Rose's weak spots, right? Of, like, knowing Uh that... um, Knowing the, like, mistraining and the humiliating, especially from her mom. Um, But there was that point, too, where she said at the end, I think before she even left, where it was like, if you hadn't left this place, you wouldn't just be caught up with these people, but you would have surpassed them. And then she just walks away. Uh, Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, come on. Come on. Just an absolute, like... Not a, hey, it's been a while, heard you uh, died a couple times. How's yeah. Lissa? Hey, I haven't seen you in five years, um, but it seems like you're here. That's cool. Yeah. Um, what's up? And a simple hi, a simple like, are you good? Right. Yeah. If I read it's these reports, like, then like, I know that you have suffered like massive physical and emotional damage. How are mm-hmm. you? No, just to like, you disappointing this is your fault and you fucked it up right and you could have been the best there ever was right now but you didn't dude (laughs) like come on like the one thing that 
she's always self-conscious about. Right. most self-conscious about. And it's like, like being behind because of that sacrifice she had to make with Lissa. And it's like, yeah. y'all, can we have a little bit more yeah. contextualization? A little more empathy for the people? And the answer is no. Rose gets none. No. That's not. Nope. 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 <laughs> <laughs> like, and none for you, Rose. Bye. Um, and it makes me sad because it's not healthy for her development. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, like, I knowing that Rochelle has absolutely no bounds when it comes to writing. I'm like, dude, what happens if she, like, fucking hits her limit? Like, what is, yeah. where is this going, I guess? Like, it seems like we're getting pretty close. And we are, <laughs> like, 60 pages in. So where is this, where are we going here? Yeah. Right. Um, it is presumably, like, second period at this point. Sure. Like, it's still the sure. beginning of Rose's day. Um, yeah. And she does have to go back and see Dimitri at the end yeah. of the day. And she just goes back to heart talk. It's like, it's right here, asshole. Yeah. All right. Okay, no preamble. Sternum's there. The ribs are there. Fuck. Okay. I got it. I figured it out. And Solved then, of riddle. course, he's like, well, thank you. Good. Great job. Um, how do you get the stake in between the sternum and the ribs and actually hit the heart? And she's like, motherfucker, come on. Can I just... <laughs> come on. You can't just keep asking me questions forever. Yeah. And he's like... I'm getting a little tired of this back and forth. <laughs> um... The which is a valid question because the sternum and the ribs are uh hard, <laughs> like you can't yeah, just right, um, you know, silver pretty hard space to get silver a, strong, uh, um, silver thing. Now, there is unfortunately during this training, um, quite a bit of g- goosh talk, I would say, <laughs> um, goosh. <laughs> It, because the fact that Demetrius like, well, you're you're going to be shorter than most of these people. So when you attack them, it'll be easier for you to actually like hit their heart and, you yeah. know, avoid these things. And it was just a visual image that I didn't want to think about. <laughs> it's like, hey, Dimitri, keep in your pants, bud. Right? Yeah. Like, I don't I don't actually want to think about anatomically how you would stake a heart with a stake. Sure. So thank you. Um, one of the things I did genuinely appreciate about Rose, because she is true to her brand through and through, is at the yeah. end of this training, she's like, hey, so I noticed that <laughs> next time <laughs> I noticed um, that one of these dummies looks a lot like my mom. Could I? <laughs> what if <laughs> <laughs> when I see you next, can I um, stake that one? Actually, can I do that? Is Thank that allowed? Thank you. Is that cool? And he's like, I don't know if that's actually healthy. Uh, in a rare healthy. moment of uh, <laughs> like, like uh, armchair diagnosis situation here, being like, you know what? Actually, this motherfucker has the audacity to say violence isn't the answer to your problems. Like, sir, hello. What is Sorry. your literal job? Your job is teaching violence. Yeah. So, who are you, actually? To Rose specifically. Yeah. Not, you know, Rose is not going to maybe kill her mom. So it's like, let her have her little wish. Phone let her have her wants. little punching bag. Let her, whatever. Like, it's not hurting anybody. Yeah. Just your weird, maybe your weird little dolls, you know, and that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's just really protective of his doll and not. Yeah. He's like, hey, don't hurt her. Hold on. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Please don't. That's um, my favorite. <laughs> those cost me a lot of money. Please don't. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> I got them from a specialist. Please don't. Um, yeah. The- and then we get this talk of, like, Demetra being like, well, you're not that unlike your mom. And Rose fucking flips. Yeah, just goes like, off her handle because you don't just like, say first that to of someone. All, our hair is different. And <laughs> she's shorter than me. So, fuck you. Literally How dare to you? my therapist every week. Right. <laughs> we are nothing alike. Actually. How could you even say that? <laughs> She's shorter than me, and we have different hair, so I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, so I don't know what fucking Kool-Aid you've been drinking, but it's Because <laughs> I drink Tang, so fuck you. Fuck you. Um, yeah, the way this chapter ends is a little uh, weird, I'll say. Yeah. Um, Demetra just saying really cryptic things and then just walking away. Um, yeah. Because like, oh man, maybe uh, the the sexy marks we all have for killing people aren't always fun, you know? And then he just literally vanishes anyway, into thin air. Anyway, nothing else to say there. <laughs> I'm going to fly away into the, into the sun. Yeah, and we find out weirdly he's been a vampire this whole time. Right. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know that was allowed, but... Right, it's just so loud. Yeah, apparently it is. Um, so apparently we're gonna hear more of Dimitri's tragic backstory next week when we get to chapters five and six. A, you know, which I've been yearning for. I need more of his backstory. So yes, please. Why does this sir. man love cowboy dusters? Why does this man love eighties music? Who is he? You Ugh. know, he's so complex. <sighs> I want to know. What is what kind of enigma is this man made of? Yeah. <laughs> Why are all of his interests drawn like they're from an, a magic eight ball? It confuses me. Stop. Yeah. They just rolled the dice a couple times. They're like, all right, we got Cowboy Duster. Great. We got Russian. Important. Uh, we got 80s music. That's the character. We got That's Grecian and Friends. And strong. Uh, Grecian Friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just. And that's it. That's that's a man. That's drives. A man. Mm, Honda Pilot. Great. Perfect. Nope. Yeah. yeah. Can't forget the Honda Pilot. Likes mm, pancakes over waffles. Weird choice, but okay, great. Yep. Sure, wrong, but Just okay. Rounding it out, you know. Um, <laughs> we have some fantastic patrons to thank. Would you like to start us out? Hell yeah! Shout out to Katie Black. Ooh. Thank you to Kylie Minty. Bow, 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 bow. Bow, bow, bow. Thank you to Alex Dornan. Ooh. Ooh. Thank you to Carrie Goldberg. Shout out Mickey Meyer. Thank you to Rebecca Cullen. Thank you to Mulch. Great. Mulch. (laughs) Thank you to our unofficial intern, Taylor Brown, uh, Town, uh, Lautner. Uh, yes. Thank you to Danae Swan. Ooh. Thank you to Jasmine Anastasia. Ooh, Ooh. Yeah. Thank you to Cassandra Bomer. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Megan Pattinson. Shout out Cassandra. O'Shea. O'Shea. Ooh. O'Shea. O'Shea. Um, thank you to Rachel Seeker. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. Thank you to Ashley Dragomir. Oh. Ooh. 
Ooh. Thank you to Alexandra Ozera. Thank you to Aaron Weber. Ooh. 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 Thank you to Clara Belikov. Thank you to Maddie Facinelli. Ooh. Ooh. Thank you to Genevieve Morgan. Thank you to my mom. Oh. Your mom. Ooh. All of our collective mom. Ooh. Kelly Beck. Ooh. Ooh. Thank you to Sophia Salinger. Shout out India Peach. Ooh. Thank you to Laura Forty. And last but not least, thank you to Abby Penn. So I have a fan fiction here. Fuck yeah. It was sent in by Taylor Brown Townlotner. Hell yeah. Um, this is from a crossover section that I feel like you might be more familiar with. Sure. Than yeah, I am. I did hear uh, rumors of this. I did see um, this some is, cursed objects. Um, this is from to our notifications. I feel like that might be next week, but this is from the Twilight and iCarly crossover. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Now I feel like I might be approximately fourteen months too old for the <sighs> iCarly train. Um, okay, sure. I obviously know what it is, but I did not grow up with it. Yeah. So this is titled Visiting Forks, um, and it was written by The Lion and the Lamb Forever, and it was published on May 18th, <laughs> 2011. This says, Edward runs into a young blonde person while hunting. Is it Sam? <laughs> so I oh, no. Um, have no idea whose POV this is. I'm just going to start reading um i think it's from edwards i was sam if i'm not mistaken sam is the blonde girl yes yes thank you great all right miss jeanette mccurdy yes all right (laughs) i was walking in the forest one day when i came across someone crying i walked to the door of the wait the door of the fort okay i walked to the door and a dirty blonde girl Wait, dirty blonde haired girl (laughs) about 16 was sitting and sobbing. Are you okay? I said. Oh, I'm fine. She said. What's wrong? I continued. Do you really want to (laughs) know? By the way, I'm Sam. She said. Sure, Sam. I'm Edward. (laughs) I said. Well, she started as I read her mind and didn't listen. It was pictures and talking. It was a brown-haired boy, in parentheses, Freddie, kissing a black-haired girl, in parentheses, Carly. Freddie, Sam yelled. Sam, it's not what it looks like, Freddie said. Sure, it isn't. Sam yelled again as she walked over and slapped him. Sam, Freddie yelled. Also, she grabbed a bottle of bacon. End scene. Wow. So I have a couple. We never knew <laughs> we needed. So I have just a couple of questions for this author. Specifically, where is the door to the forest, and how do I get in? Um, 
because I've been wanting to get into the, the door to the forest for all of my life. Forever. Yeah, seriously. Um, and also Just what... Log off, <laughs> touch some grass. <laughs> um, I've been trying to find the door in the forest for my entire life. Also, what yeah. the actual fuck is a bottle of bacon? Um, I know this was published in 2011, but if you could please respond, that would be great. Yeah, you know, dark times for, <laughs> for culture that year, you know. Um, yeah, I'm so glad that bacon does not have the stronghold that it does now. But I will say um, yeah. the fact that y'all are okay with it being mushrooms now is a little, you know, interesting. Oh, okay. You know, like okay. I... Hot uh, take as we end this. I appreciate I appreciate it being mushrooms more than bacon, but... Mm, yeah. You know, it's the same. It's the same. Yeah. You know? People definitely are making mushrooms their personality, though. I do understand in the same way. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I get that. You know, I'm glad it's not bacon anymore. But also, you know. Hey. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, mushrooms to bacon. You know, it's okay. Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> folks, um, happy Spencer week. Um, yes. Get your tissues ready for yes. a sad holiday season. And as we... <laughs> Uh, say in the Pacific Northwest get bit and get whips and don't eat mushrooms apparently yeah I don't if you listen to Allie yeah you know <laughs> that's you don't eat them straight from the forest is what I'll say yeah oh yeah that's good advice <laughs> you know don't die so that's what I'll say Into the Twilight is an earbud media production. You can follow us on Twitter at Into the Twilight or on TikTok at Into the Twilight Show. You can find me at Cody Corral on Twitter and Allie at Alexandria Does. And you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash into the twilight. We have merch, so much stuff. All those links are in the episode description. And make sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcast hosting platform. It really helps the show. Thanks. Bye. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media, audio for everyone.